0: Welcome to another episode of Ponderland. Today is Wednesday, Wednesday the 12th of July 2023. In Northern Ireland, some people refer to this day as the Glorious 12th, as it marks the anniversary of the Battle of the Boyne. Gotta tell ya, it's not very glorious today, as the weather is grim gray skies, gray clouds, some black clouds, and plenty of rain. In this episode, I am pondering the revenge of E.T. So I've been listening to an audiobook recently called Sapiens. Of course, as with all good audiobooks, it is available as a digital book or even a physical book that one might read. It's by Yuval Noah Harari. I hope I've pronounced that right, and apologies to Mr. Harari if I have not. One particular chapter, I think it's chapter five, really grabbed my attention. The author makes the case that we as a species sapiens, were actually a lot happier when we were hunter-gatherers, and that by becoming settlers, by domesticating animals and plants, one plant in particular, we actually sacrificed a great way of life. Think about it. We used to get up and our day was never the same every day was different and offered up new opportunities and new challenges so we would have to eat so we'd go looking for food we might gather some berries or fruits nuts whatever it happened to be or we might go fishing or we might go hunting we may come across a predator we don't really have any of those today which you could say is evolution and progress. But I don't know, getting into a a good scrap with a predator just might just, you know, add a bit of excitement to what could be an otherwise dreary life. And then in the evening, everybody comes back to camp and it's just this big social affair. And it's just, you know, singing, dancing, eating and all the other good things in life. No bills, no mortgages, no stress really, other than that encounter with the mountain lion or the tiger or the hippo, but that is short-lived stress and stress that we're designed to experience and to endure anyway. For some reason, we decided we should start domesticating things like animals and plants And there are only so many of each that can be domesticated. One of which was wheat. And for some reason, we started domesticating wheat. However, the author of the book Sapiens puts forward the theory that wheat domesticated us. Because within a couple of millennia, humans in many parts of the world were doing very little else other than tending to wheat, taking care of the wheat plants. Wheat demanded a lot of these people. Wheat doesn't like rocks and pebbles, so sapiens had to break their backs, clearing fields. Wheat didn't like sharing space, water and nutrients with other plants, so men and women had to labour long days weeding under the scorching sun just to look after this plant, the wheat plant. The body of the Homo sapiens had not evolved for such tasks. It was adapted to climbing trees and running after gazelles, not to clearing rocks and carrying water buckets. So spines, knees, necks, arches, skeletons paid the price. We started to get things like slip discs, arthritis, hernias. So why did we invest so much in this plant? I was out walking the dog earlier, and I was thinking about this, what the motivation might have been for Sapiens to abandon their free, loving lifestyle that served them so well. And think about it, before you say, hold on, we have all these modern conveniences today, and we have the internet, and we have all this great technology, blah, blah, blah. Think about the millions and millions of people on the planet who are now living out the most mundane of existences, who get up early in the morning just to go and put in a 8, 10, 12-hour shift somewhere, only to come home, scrape together something to eat, get some sleep, and then go out and do it all again. And not only that, but to do it in polluted cities. Wouldn't that person prefer to be getting up into the cleanest of planets with blue streams clear crystal clear streams with crystal clear blue oceans with immaculate beaches being able to go and just live your best life hunting gathering yes there's the predators but we've covered that the motivation what if this has something to do with et In the intro, I said that I was pondering E.T.'s revenge. You may have thought of Spielberg's E.T. The much loved E.T. Who would have every right to seek revenge considering the awful things people tried, did to him and tried to do to him and wanted to do to him. Thankfully, Elliot prevented all that and E.T was able to return home. What if we had an E.T. here who is trying to return home? And this E.T. isn't a alien in the way we think of them in science fiction and stuff like that. What if it is a bacteria? I know, it's sounding crazy, but bear with me here. What if a bacteria from a long, long way away, somehow found its way to Earth. What if this was a bacteria that was full of millennia of knowledge, that even though it's a very small thing, was able to store billions and billions and billions and billions and billions, billions, if not trillions of pieces of information, of knowledge, much more than we have even accumulated as a species, since we became hyper-intelligent, let's just say. And this bacteria is trying to find a way home. In other words, wants to get off this planet. Now, I am not crazy. I am just thinking about something. I am just putting this out there. I am not saying it's true. I'm just saying let's entertain this notion, this crazy notion that a bacteria somehow decided that the best way to get off this planet was by making one of the already existing inhabitants of this planet intelligent enough that it could then start utilizing the intelligence of this being in this case sapiens great choice right sapiens you're not going to pick a shark octopuses are octopi super intelligent and maybe the bacteria did start with them to see, can I evolve these things to get out of the water and help me out? Maybe it couldn't. It settled on sapiens. One of the things it had to do was to start getting us, looking at the materials that are available to us. It had to start figuring out these materials and what was possible with them. It's always fighting against the fact that we have our own brain, as it were. So what if we're infected by the bacteria in the sense that the bacteria propagates through sapiens. Maybe it started by wheat. I'm rambling now, but uh, try and follow my thought. So the bacteria convinces us. Maybe it needed wheat to domesticate us. Maybe it was the bacteria domesticated us by making us think that it was a good idea to domesticate wheat. One thing it needed to do was it needed humans to settle down, they had to just sit in one space so that it could start making them think. And by making them think, it was about making them start to develop technology. Because the planet and its resources would have been alien to the bacteria. And the bacteria is what occupies that other part of our brain. You know the way you sometimes hear we've got two brains, the animal brain and the thinking brain. And then the part of our thinking brain started to then wonder, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Why do we have this intelligence? Why do I think I am, therefore I am? That's wrong. I think, therefore I am. Is that it? Anyway, my bacteria is playing up. It's faulty, malfunctioning. So. The bacteria is trying to get off the planet, it's trying to get home. What if this bacteria was actually exiled from its own planet, millions of light years away, like the. like Zod and his compatriots from Superman 2? This bacteria could have been. what if it was kind of like a rogue AI from another place? Maybe what we think of as a bacteria is something else, somewhere else. Anyhow, this. Evil, malevolent, devious, manipulative bacteria was exiled from another place, flung into space and sent on a trajectory that meant it would leave its solar system, its galaxy, possibly even its universe. And it somehow found its way here and set to work on, number one, finding a way home. Number two taking revenge on those that had exiled it. You still with me? Because even now I'm starting to think I'm crazy. The bacteria, let's call it E.T. from here on in. E.T. found its host. Its host was sapiens. Maybe even in order to prevent sapiens from becoming too all-knowing and all-powerful, Perhaps the bacteria is the one who engineered our DNA to age us. Remember those stories? And, well, if you've read the Old Testament, but every religion seems to have like a an old text. Do they all in the same way as they do? Well, I, there's me presuming they're all the same. They're not. Or at least I don't know if they are, or they aren't. I shouldn't make such presumptions, assumptions, etc. Let's focus on the Old Testament. Some people in the Old Testament are really, really old. Like they're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. I think, wasn't Moses like thousands of years old? And yes, I know it's it's a book and some people take it very, very lightly with a pinch of salt and everything else. But what if ET engineered our DNA so that we would age, so that we would never become all knowing, all powerful, but it still uses us to continually advance technology isn't it strange as well we're the only uh, animal species on the planet that has waste the concept of waste doesn't exist in any other organism on earth there is no waste outside of us we are the only creature that has waste and by god do we have a lot of waste so what's that all about and it's because the et et doesn't care about this planet et wants to get off this planet And E.T. could very well be well on its way. E.T. could even, one, as E.T. is able to procreate, recreate, copy itself. What if it's on one of those satellites that's bouncing throughout the universe? What do you call them? The two Discovery satellites? They're not called Discovery. I don't think they're called Discovery. You can follow them on Twitter. Isn't it strange that you can follow a satellite on Twitter that isn't even in our solar system anymore? Anyway, so the E.T., that E.T. E.T. is trying to get off the planet and using us as its puppets in order to do so. Wow, what a journey was that. At least I've got it off my chest. I will probably come up with a different theory as to why we domesticated Wheat or Wheat domesticated us the next time I'm out walking my dog, who knows. Is there anything else that I could say about this at this time? E.T. trying to get home. E.T. takes humans and makes them more intelligent. Starts using their brain. Splits the brain in two. Animal brain. E.T. brain. E.T. brain works on a solution to getting E.T. home. Animal brain uses E.T. intelligence to start creating weapons to go to war with neighbors. E.T. Understands human is an animal and therefore accepts that this is a natural byproduct. ET then has to work quickly to get off planet Earth and find a way home before sapiens kill each other and destroy the planet in the process. Or they destroy the planet through the wastage of all the things that are necessary for ET to progress with its ambitious aspirations. E.T. one day finds a way home, destroys home planet. No, why would it do that? That makes no sense. It just takes revenge on all those who exiled it, whoever they happen to be. Wow, that was an adventure of a train of thought. Maybe I should take up band creating instead of thinking about things. That way I would have just been out on the streets today, banging a big drum, or playing a flute or throwing a stick up into the air on that note i will finish i hope you enjoyed this i hope you didn't take it too seriously but i hope it activated your imagination and allowed you to just explore a new idea see ya Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Ponderland. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. To contact the show, you can send us an email, hello at ponderland.life. You can also follow us on Twitter at ponderlandlife. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and most other places where you consume your podcasts. Thank you.